Hello, can you hear me? Yeah, how's it going? Good, I couldn't hear you for a second there. Oh, I don't know what happened. Oh, strange, the failures and the misgivings of our audio on Pop Apologists. That does bring us to some news. Should we give the good people the good news? The good news, the tidings of great joy. Lauren? Yes. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Lauren and I have invested three figures into new audio equipment. That's how much this podcast is becoming a black hole of throwing money into the abyss. We are now just thrown down a good chunk of change for some professional microphones. So we sound less crappy as we record for you people. I've never even spent that much money at a Nordstrom rack. We spent $300 on this audio equipment per person. I've never spent more than $300 at a shopping place. Yeah, we sure did. We threw down some big bucks. So hopefully it pays off and we don't sound so crappy. Yeah. We're recording. Like, fingers crossed. If not, we're probably just going to have to call this podcast quits because we'll have poured you know, everything into it. I feel like with this podcast is like a continual process of packing a bag to get on a train, but the train never is leaving the station. They're mm -hmm. just always prepping to leave. Always prepping to leave, always stressing about having to prep to leave. And you just shouldn't stress because the train's not going anywhere. <laughs> no, it's not. I'm glad we have a faithful, like, three listeners. Wow. That's all I have to say. Yeah, I'm glad we have a faithful three listeners. How much does this, should we say how much this podcast costs us a month to create? Oh, gosh. Yeah, it, what is it? Like, how much per host? It costs us each $250 a month. It's a car payment, folks. That's a lease. That's a Mazda lease for you. And given that we have probably a solid two listeners each, maybe four listeners, we're basically spending $100 on each person. I'm spending... <laughs> and I, I'm sure they'd rather just get the $100 Honestly, than have this podcast in their lives. Can any of you in good faith tell us that you'd rather listen to us than have cash? Because I couldn't. If we're just going to continue to flatline, we might as well just get these people Venmo addresses <laughs> and send the monthly check or, <sighs> or Venmo and call it a day. And I then think, I can have my, my four hours and $250 back a month. Honestly, I think we'd also maybe fight less about content, about whether or not we should talk about Ellen if we were just Venmoing our fans. Yeah, it would preserve our sisterly relationship. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It would preserve the value that we brought into the world, potentially right. up it, because I'm sure these people would rather have the cash. We'd have better relationships with our mother. Absolutely. There's a lot of pros. Okay, so basically we're quitting the podcast, you guys. <laughs> it's been really fun. Yeah, here we Wait, are. Can, can we I, just sign off now? Let's sign off. Thanks, folks. <laughs> Wait, can I talk about mom for a second? Am I? Are we allowed to talk about mom? Honestly, I don't even care. Let's just break every rule. I don't rule. even care either because this is our last podcast, so we're going to go balls to the walls. Yeah. Get your balls on the wall. Let's hear it. Yeah, we, we really are breaking all the rules today. <laughs> so there's this video of Cardi B where she's giving advice to her uh, friends about if their friends are acting different around her, your man, like what you should be suspicious of. I love it. I, it's one of my favorite pieces of content on the internet. I love Cardi B. And I was recently watching it and I thought I need to post this on my story because it's still important. It's still relevant. And I want you to know that I had it up for maybe 10 minutes before mom DM'd me and she said, Chandler in all caps, take this down. We don't talk that way in our family. And then I received a follow-up text that said, I'm just going to skip through. I'm just going to skip to the highlights, folks. She says, not only do you make our family look bad, but you make me look bad. And I want all my friends to unfollow you. 
I'm honestly ready to restart this podcast under a different name and get mom like off the off the subscribers so we can actually chat honestly. I know. It's like I'm being censored left and right. I'm a grown woman. I'm turning 25 in two weeks. Nobody forget. Yeah, nobody forget. How long will we continue to be censored as women, as, and, as adults? And, uh, Lauren, that's a fantastic question. It honestly, gives me a, like a lot to reflect on because uh, I, I I did immediately take down the Cardi B post because I just was not interested in fighting too, the good fight. I will think during the week. Oh, there's a. Oh, I want to tell this story. Oh, I want to say how this went. Nope, I can't. Mom nope. listens to this. Nope, I can't say mm-hmm. it. Mom listens to this. And I'm just ready to throw off the shackles. Let's throw off the shackles. Let's not quit the podcast. Let's just restart it. Let's quit all. Let's have wasted all the money we've spent on Pop Apologist. Let's rebrand completely. I have been thinking that we need to rebrand anyway because Pop Apologist, I'm not even sure that it truly describes what our podcast is. And so I'm actually ready to just burn this thing to the ground. Let's burn it to the ground. Should should we sign off now again? (laughs) Bye. okay how are you how was your week none of that was a joke for me I really am feeling like we probably should change our our podcast name do you feel that way at all never Lauren I love our branding and I love our name and until I'm thrown out of whatever creative agency I'm working at for being outdated I don't want to change it okay let's stick with the name but what I think that we should do is create some sort of patreon and so Potentially, we can c- try to swindle one person out of four ninety nine a month, and we can have an uncensored version of the pod. What would our cut look like of five dollars a month from one person split between the two of us after Patreon takes their cut? Probably, we still owe Patreon money. Probably, like still a, a charge a dollar. <laughs> We'd have to give them some sort of down payment to allow us to be on their platform. I'm ready to pay though for freedom of expression. Mom is all about like freedom of of speech and the Constitution and right? being an American, but not for her children, not for her 30 year old daughter. Where are like, my First Amendment rights? Where like, I'm sorry, but did the founding fathers not found the freedom tree for me, <laughs> or was it just for our mother and not for her children? Seems like my birthright to be able to say whatever the hell I want. Wow, that was like that was really stirring. I hope that was inspiring to all of you. I really, I, yeah, I really do feel that. So let's just try to brainstorm at some point what the name of our Patreon will be. We are like prisoner eight four six zero one. Oh, that's a zip code. I think that's actually a Utah zip code. <laughs> that's not the prisoner. <laughs> Wait, no, I think that is. I think that is. I thought it was like two four six zero one. Oh, maybe it is two four six zero one. Wait, that was like Pretty a Freudian close. slip for when I was working a terrible job in Provo. Prisoner 84601. <laughs> I know I need to hold on. I just need to see the prisoner number. Wait, Ms. 24601. Oh, gosh. Okay. Anywho, we really are prisoners, and it's time for us to, you know, throw off these shackles, as you said. One day. I'll save um, everything I want to say for the Patreon someday. Yeah. But let's just speak through the filter for now. Chan, the week, how's it been for you? Okay. So last week, I two weekends ago, I had a COVID scare. And that was my second full weekend in the city. And that was really devastating to me because I was fully ready to throw myself on San Francisco. And I couldn't. So after I tested negative, I got back on hinge with a fury. And I was, was starting to field some dates. 
And I chatted with this guy and it was going really well. And then he ended up flaking. Well, he canceled because I don't know. Who knows? The excuse was miserable. But I sent a screenshot of him canceling back to him. Oh, my gosh. Did you conclude whatever caption you had for it or no? No, this is what happened. I don't know for sure that he got it because I immediately – I'm good in crisis, as we've talked about before. I went straight into airplane mode, and then I turned my phone off. So there was just like no chance. When I turned my phone back on, the the picture did not say delivered, and then I deleted it. I still don't know if it's sent. I haven't heard from him since. Interesting. Wow. Okay, so if any of you potentially work at the Genius Bar and you could let us know whether that text got to him, that would be fantastic. I might be calling T-Mobile this week. But basically, folks, if you wanted to unsend a text message, the trick is to immediately turn off your cellular data, go into airplane mode, then turn your phone off, and then upon turning your phone on, delete the message that was trying to send. Hilarious is if you look back in my phone, especially in the screenshot section, back a couple years, it suddenly becomes for the past 10 years all screenshots of texts with guys that I would send to people daily, either to dissect or to ridicule. One of the two. And it's shocking to me that never happened. Shocking. So this has never happened to you? Never happened to me. Have you ever accidentally sent a screenshot of someone you were maybe talking some shit on to them? No. What have I done that's embarrassing over text? I mean, my biggest thing was texting the wrong person, thinking it was not the texting... You went on a date with someone. Accidentally. So I did have one big kerfuffle, but I never sent screenshots accidentally. So, ugh. Yeah. That was a low, but altogether, I'm going to say that the week was really good. Good. How was your week? What's what's the latest? My week was fine, but do you know whose week was not okay? Was not well? Simon Cowell's. Have you heard about this? (laughs) Hold on. That was one hell of a segue. (laughs) I noticed on the outline that you're like, it's boring whenever we say, how was your week? Good. How was your week? Good. (laughs) So I figured I would just get straight to celebrity news. Keep you happy. Yeah. Straight to Simon Cowell, if we can call that celebrity news. Simon Cowell. Everyone has been wondering how he's doing and not well, bitch, because guess what? Last week he was riding his electric scooter or electric bike. I'm sorry. Electric bike. This is already boring to me. Okay, this story is actually riveting. He was riding his electric bike in his own courtyard of his house, trying it out for the first time, and broke his back. (laughs) I'm sorry. Wait, (laughs) you could have chosen literally any story from the news (laughs) to be like, oh, they didn't have a great week, and you chose this one? I think that fans of American Idol everywhere really would love to know if Simon Cowell was in the hospital. I'm here to report to them that, yes, the discoverer of talent such as Kelly Clarkson, such as um, Catherine McPhee, okay, Um, Carrie Underwood. Ruben Stuttered, um, Fantasia. (laughs) Ruben Stuttered, absolutely. (laughs) Clay Aiken. Oh, my gosh. Yes, I would love to be a what is it? Invisible, a shadow on the wall. Um Are those Clay Aiken songs that you actually just knew and referenced? Yes. That was a That's lyric so, to Clay Aiken. That's actually embarrassing that you know about some Clay Aiken songs. And I was invisible. And I Do you know that he was like running for office? Oh my 
went down too loud already. Are you using my Spotify by any chance? No, why? Somebody, like, I keep logging on my Spotify and it, like, takes me back to whatever I'm playing. And it keeps going back to this Ellen Pompeo random podcast interview. <laughs> yeah, yes, I yes, I am. Oh, I freaking too. knew it. I freaking knew it. I'm like, what idiot? I'm like, I don't give a shit about Ellen Pompeo. <laughs> oh, my so, gosh. I logged into your Spotify because I wanted to listen to this podcast interview of Ellen Pompeo this week. And... You can only listen to it on Spotify and I don't have a Spotify <laughs> subscription. So I downloaded Spotify and logged oh, into your no. account. Yes, I am caught. Okay. How did you use my how did you get my login? I, I don't know. I just wasn't. No, really how did you get my login? Do you have my <laughs> Facebook password? Lauren, be honest with the podcast right now. How many of my logins do you have? I have every login you have. I have. Ladies and I mean, gentlemen, your chain is like in my password keychain. Do not send me anything incriminating because my sister has access to literally everything. I don't know how I got into these shackles, but <laughs> she has them. Wrapped around me. Uh, yeah, and I'll be damned <sighs> if you ever become unshackled, that's for sure. This is so funny because I literally saw this and I'm like, there's no way this is Lauren. I'm like, I'm just going to bring this up. It'll be funny and we can be like, oh, what weirdo's doing this? Of course, it's freaking you. The well, best- okay. Wait, does I need to tell the pot about you posting on San Clemente life as me whatever let's just it's all we're laying it all bare Lauren used to our town where we grew up San Clemente has a Facebook page where it's notorious for people reporting kids speeding just any sort of hoodlums or town happenings get reported on San Clemente life it's also an open forum if you you know are, are looking for any sort of local businesses anywho I look on my Facebook and I look at San Clemente Life and I see that I have all these comments. And I'm like, what? Upon further inspection, I have posted in San Clemente Life saying, in search of a tailor. <laughs> in search of a local seamstress. That's what you said. <laughs> uh, yes. In, sur- in S-I-S-O of a local seamstress. Because I wanted to start a dress company at one point, And so I wanted to partner with a local seamstress. <laughs> okay. <laughs> What else is there to realize? I had several friends from high school text me and say, are you okay? <laughs> I posted several things as you. I know. Um, and I, like, it wasn't until I was like, Lauren, this is actually annoying that you like got your own Facebook. Um, can we go back to Simon Cowell? Yeah, we can go back. I just want to say that this was hard hitting breaking news on the Daily Mail. And a lot of people were talking about it. And I also want to say that I don't remember that much of Simon Cowell, except for this one thing I remember, which is that, did you know that he used to buy all of his ex-girlfriend's boot jobs? Yeah, I actually did know that. He's notorious for it. Yeah. yeah. I always felt, first I thought that was rude, right? Like, totally misogynistic, that's disgusting. But on further inspection, I'm thinking like, wow, how incredibly generous. Like, I would love to start dating someone if I was single again. And for them to be like, hey, here's a cool 20K, just get hotter. I would, you know, just enjoy. Just a thousand percent. If they give me just like a beauty stipend, like a lump sum, I'm so in. I think it's annoying to be, be prescriptive about get this work done. But just 20 grand to beautify, done. Even if they said, hey, this little nip, this little tuck no. would be killer and here's the money to pay for it. Would be killer. If Kate said to you, Lauren, this little nip and tuck would be killer. If it came with a 20K check all day, it's called the campfire rule, Chandler. Leave something better than you found it. And I appreciate it. Damn. <laughs>
<laughs> wow. Amazing. I love this. I love how what a Simon Calstan you are now. What I don't have anything from my ex-boyfriends except for like embarrassing memories mm-hmm. and like moments of mortification. Right. I would love to walk away with a hot, hot new set of boobs. So uh, anyway, just want to throw that out there. Yeah, that's I think that would be a fantastic journey for you and I would support you 100 percent. Thank you. I wouldn't need your support though since I had Right. I wouldn't support you physically. Actually, there's one other thing I need to talk about that happened to me this week. I don't know if this is going to be depressing for the audience, but I've diagnosed myself with carpal tunnel. Kagan thinks he has carpal tunnel too. What? Yeah. He like, it's so bad for him. He has a wrist brace he's wearing. (gasps) No, I think I might have to like, oh my gosh. Okay, wait. Okay, this is what happened. He was like holding his hand at dinner tonight because it hurt him. Yes. I don't even know what this means. Okay, carpal tunnel. It's for people who truly work hard. Yeah, I wouldn't have no clue. (laughs) Basically, your finger... Well, what happens to me is that my wrists kind of ache, and my fingers go numb. That's really not good. I know. Okay, okay, don't scare me. But I think it's because I am, like, clenched all day, like, with my hands and my wrists. Like, I have not... I've not been taking my life seriously, and... Or... How do I say this? Let's just say that ergonomic is a word I learned recently. Oh, yeah. Like an ergonomic mouse. And Lauren, I now have had to redo my whole workstation setup. It's not as cute as it used to be. It's definitely not as Pinterest. Do you have like a gamer mouse? I'm going to have to get one. And That's funny because I had one at Stance when I used to work yeah. at Stance. And I, I, I could have given you my old one, except for I never went back to stance and got any of my stuff. I just left it all there, which so is you, really you're tell me you could have given me like a $70 mouse. Yeah. And, and like s- an ergonomic keyboard and saved my carpal tunnel. This is people like you don't even know what it's like to have CT. What's CT? Carpal tunnel. That's what I'm calling it. Oh, gross. CT. <laughs> oh my God. Wait, I need to actually t- take this offline and talk to Kagan about this. But basically, a word to the wise don't take your life for granted. I was, I'm just shy of 25 and I now have carpal tunnel. And I've just been living like my wrists were going to just type like this forever. And I've had to reevaluate. Yeah, it's interesting. I think that's one of the major reasons why I've always tried not to work hard is because I've just thought there's going to be bodily ramifications. So Mm -hmm. I can't, I really can't do this. And I'm just (laughs) not going to. Okay, so I might be here at work pretending to work like it might be 630. But I'm actually not doing anything. I've been checking Instagram for the past four hours. (laughs) No, even that will give you CT. Don't that will give you CT. Honestly, you've got to slow no. down on the Instagram. Don't work hard on your Instagram either. It will. When I'm doing when I'm doing things for pleasure, they don't impact my body negatively. <laughs> so what is, what so if you have carpal tunnel at 25, what is that? Rheumatoid I mean, arthritis by 28? Like how bad I is probably, that? I should start telling all my hinge dates that this is end of the road type of thing. Damaged goods, seriously. Mm-hmm. I know. No, you probably just need to actually take care of yourself. No, I think I've talked to a few people and I have to do some wrist exercises. Like I can't even exercise my normal body, let alone my wrists. Okay. So now I have to add that to the list, wrist exercises. And I have to like basically take breaks a lot. It's honestly like my um, upper mobility is totally gone. It's shot. Yeah. Hold on one second. What up, baby? I'm recording. Yeah, I'm recording. Forgot to tell me what. Oh, good. We, we're like in the middle. Of tell Kagan about my carpal tunnel. 
Kagan wants to talk to him about how he's selling some shares. What? I thought, but I thought, is that a good deal? All right, we'll talk about it later. Wait, Kate, yeah, tell him about my carpal tunnel. No, I don't think that's, I don't, I, you're trying to diversify to not diversify. Hey. Kagan, I have carpal tunnel. Kagan, Chandler has carpal tunnel. Me too. Yeah. Kagan, tell him it's from people who really work hard. Hey, I'm coming. This podcast is so off the rails. Kagan, yeah. what are you doing? What are you doing? Do you, you have to get a from? wrist brace. Ugh, it's so ugly. No, I'm telling you, it's a game changer. Don't do it. What, so it, what are your symptoms? Do your fingers go numb? My, like, my my forearms mm-hmm. are really sore. There's mm-hmm. tendons. If you dig into them, you can find, Oof. like, really sore spots. Okay. And then the top of my hand is really achy. Yes, that's literally yeah. the top of my hand and, like, my wrists. And yeah. then my fingers start to go numb. All right, I got to take this call. Good chatting. Thanks. Do not wear a wrist brace. It's so ugly. I Lauren, that's literally what I'm saying. I have as, to, your, like, as your sister, you'd be better off like cutting off your hand. <laughs> yeah, I think you're right. <laughs> okay, just okay. with that piece of advice, let's move on. Let's move on. Um, Can I talk to you about a product that you love, that Courtney loves, and that I love? Please. Early bird CBD gummies are so phenomenal, everyone. They are the perfect 2.5 milligrams of THC and 12.5 milligrams of CBD. So this concoction, it gives you the warmest, gooeyest feeling. They have the magic formula. I love the watermelon flavor. That's my favorite. I also love using them when I know I need to get a good night's sleep and I can sleep in. You guys, we love Early Bird CBD so much. We reached out to them to see if they'd be interested in sponsoring the show because we were like, these products, these gummies, everyone needs to know about them. We're going to tell them about about them anyway. So maybe we can get paid to do it. And honestly, we just cannot recommend them enough. We have a link in our show notes. You can go to earlybirdcbd.com. Use code popapologist20 for 20% off. Earlybirdcbd.com, popapologist20 for 20% off. Do yourself a favor. Try the gummies. They ship to all 50 states, everybody. You got to try it. Earlybirdcbd.com. Lauren, as we made our descent into New York, you know, from our beloved Guana Island trip, Mm. I got excited thinking about coming home to like my more simple routine food, like my Mm. Clean Simple Eats protein powder. Yeah, I feel like it's such a good staple because the protein powder, if you blend it with ice and water, you got vanilla frosty, essentially, if you like the Simply Vanilla. If you get chocolate brownie powder, you've got a chocolate frosty. You could do the mint chocolate chip, you got a thin mint frosty, or you just dissolve it in milk or water, and that also strangely tastes really good like chocolate milk it's a super fast easy quick snack also i just love that the ingredients are clean they're grass-fed it's 20 grams of protein for 110 calories it is just the best protein powder out there everyone go to cleansimbleeats.com and use the promo code pop apologist for 10 percent off that's pop apologist for 10 percent off cleansimbleeats.com pop apologist for 10 percent off Okay, Chandler, where did we net out on the Jennifer Garner debate? That's what you wrote on the outline. So All I would, you like, to, oh, would you like me to answer? or do you I wanted to, to take this opportunity to ask you, where did we net out on the Jennifer Garner debate? Okay. Yeah, here we go. I, first of all, you did you even notice that I posted a rebuttal to all of your posts on this? Fair, hardly. Okay, so Chandler posted on on our Instagram story saying, oh my gosh, Jen um, was seen with Bradley. What's going on here? 
and very cute, great content, content level 10. But I thought that veracity level or truth level was a zero because it, it looks so much to me like his ex-wife. Oh my gosh, Lauren, literally you are delusional. Okay, let, let me just go through my journey. Let me tell you what happened. So I was a hundred percent convinced that this was Irina. And I was honestly mortified because I thought, I, here we go. I let Chandler have some free reigns of the inter- Instagram and already <laughs> we're reporting fake news. So I issued a public apology on your behalf. And I think o- over 200 people saw it. But a couple hours later, <laughs> I deleted it because I thought it looked ugly in the video. <laughs> and then then you posted all this stuff about how there's suspicion the, amongst no, the, our stuff, followers. Stuff. I posted compelling evidence. Com- compelling evidence about the fact that it actually is Jen. And the, the piece of evidence that actually did convince me, which I thought I was unconvincible, and I was literally looking at all the news outlets publishing this, thinking, this is a joke. This is a joke. All of these establishments, everyone out there, people, Us Weekly, Frauds. E! News, I think even CNN posted it or something in their lifestyle section. I just thought they're all... Condé Nast. <laughs> they're all a joke. Like, these people can't even look at a picture. There's no journalistic integrity. No. But then... Joke's on uh, you. The evidence that really compelled me was the wrinkly forehead. Yes, like, the wrinkly that, forehead. The wrinkly forehead was a dead giveaway. Mm-hmm. The wrinkly forehead and her beach outfit. Like, you think Irina was going to be wearing that to the beach? That was a classic mom beach outfit. Okay, and here is the deal. There's nothing romantic going on between between Jennifer Garner and Bradley Cooper. It is a wishful thinking on the part of moms everywhere, but it's just not happening. Like, you do you think that's what you wear to the beach if you're dating Bradley Cooper? No. I don't think think Jennifer Garner is trying to sell her body, Lauren. I'm just saying the most wholesome person who's ever existed. Exactly. And Bradley Cooper is not interested in the most wholesome person that ever existed. If you look at his dating history, we have J-Lo. We have Suki Waterhouse. Yeah, that's true. We have Renee Zellweger. We have such head-turning, seriously. And then Irina, like the most, like bombshell of bombshells. He's interested in like very flashy women. And that's not Jennifer Garner. Jennifer Garner is like girl next door, stunning so stunning but he doesn't have that high level of taste yeah it's true he's so a, it was he's a lizard brain as i'd say yeah he was definitely he's definitely a lizard brain it's wishful thinking on the part of everyone everywhere but i'm just glad that after you had talked to my best friend tara about how i was wrong that i was then vindicated you are hereby vindicated i'm glad that i'm at least living to see one time when you're right about something that, <laughs> that part is nice and interesting Touché. for me um, yeah, honestly, for me, it was the Apple Watch. That's a woman of utility. That's a woman who has dealt with a lot of shiz in her life and she needs to keep things together. That's somebody who has to deal with sharing custody with Ben Affleck. Irina is too carefree. She can't wear an Apple. She doesn't need to wear an Apple Watch. Yeah, and honestly, an Apple Watch is for a practical person. Exactly. Yeah. No, that's literally a woman who has to. Wait, who's Ben Affleck dating again? It's a tool. Like, you know who, what someone. You know, you wear an Apple Watch if you're the type of person who wears a wrist brace. Ugh, shudder. <gasps> Lauren, this is literally in my future we're talking about. And I think you need to have a serious attitude change because you and I are going to be vacationing together into, until the end of time, and I'm going to be wearing my wrist guard. 
I'm just kidding. I just, I want you to, I want you to coax your wrist into health however you need to. But if I have to just hold your single hand throughout the rest of your life, <laughs> don't ask me why. I cannot wait for you, me and Kagan to all be on like a trip or something. And if both Kagan and I to be wearing wrist brace, wristlets. No, it's not hot for Kagan either. I told him to get that thing off. Get that I thing off. That's like such a mom up, thing to say. I didn't sign up to date someone wearing a wrist brace. I d- signed up to date someone who didn't need freaking like a crutch of any kind. Okay, so <laughs> jeez, gosh, the kind of indignities that you just deal with in a long term relationship. Oh. I guess. How would your How would your engagement ring look with you at a wrist guard? Uh, I don't know. You shudder. Kill myself first. <laughs> I wouldn't be engaged. <laughs> I never put the ring on my finger because my hand would be cold and lifeless. <laughs> uh, I love how I'm making up this joke, like wearing a wrist guard is so ugly. It's like the worst thing that ever happened to you. It honestly, oh my gosh, this crutches is are way and worse. Actually, and I'm going to accept it and w- handle it with grace and poise. Or just wear jackets. You live in San Francisco. We'll you can wear jackets, jackets and wear mittens. And then you don't even have to worry about it. No one's even going to notice. This is a non-issue. Mittens? A yeah. year-round mittens? Fingerless mittens. It's cold in SF. <laughs> it's so cold there. Yeah. That's, oh. You yeah. need them. It's great. It's perfect. Okay, let's move on. We have some real-time news that we want to talk about. Morgan Stewart announced today that she's pregnant. Star of the Rich Kids of Beverly Hills. Now she's the host of daily pop nightly pop and necessary real realness on youtube she is marrying dr phil's son not tim mcgraw's son yes she's marrying dr phil's son we adore her she's not a friend of the pod but you know perhaps a, a celeb of the pod a celeb of the pod. Uh, I hear and she is pregnant yes what are your thoughts i feel like a lot of celebrities are getting pregnant during quarantine because it's no one's doing anything anyway. No one's doing anything anyway. And I wonder if, do you think she knew she was pregnant when she got engaged? I do. I, think I do so think well. she knew she was pregnant. I think she knows, which is fine. I think, I think that you don't really waste time when you're in your early 30s like you do when you're um, in your 20s. And so they probably just thought, let's do it. Let's go for it. I also think that they got engaged pretty quickly. So yeah, they probably just fully jumped into everything. Chan, did you read the essay by Gwyneth on her divorce that was published in British Vogue last week? I did, cannot say that I read it. This, this essay will leave you reeling. Like it left me just spinning. <gasps> I'm so excited. Like circling the drain of emotion just completely beside myself. Okay, I'm just going to read you a few paragraphs, okay? Okay. It is – okay, so this is how it starts – so she said, so the title is Conscious Uncoupling Has Permeated Breakup Culture. Gwyneth Paltrow looks back on a separation revolution. So this is, she's writing, she's written this. So she says, it was my birthday, my 38th. My ex-husband and I were tucked away in the Tuscan countryside on a hill in a beautiful cottage with a view of the forest. Fall was coming. The leaves were just loosening their grip on bright green. Inside, the cottage was perfectly appointed in the way you dream of for a birthday trip. Cozy living room with a fireplace, kitchen table overflowing with spoils from a farm nearby, peaches, tomatoes on the vine, basil, eggs. I don't recall when it happened exactly. I don't know. I don't remember which day of the weekend it was or the time of day, but I knew 
despite long walks and longer lions, big glasses of Barlow and hands held, my marriage was over. Okay. I don't think this has anything to do with my carpal tunnel, but my fingers just went numb. Is this not <laughs> chilling? I'm not, I'm going to spare you. I'm not going to read any more, but I'm going to say the writing is stunning. It transports you completely. Wow. I didn't know she was such um, a good writer. I, yeah, I know. It's ridiculous. Um, it's, it's a beautiful essay about the ending of her marriage, but I think that the big, biggest takeaway happened at the end of this other paragraph I'm going to read. There's okay. just one more paragraph. Okay. Okay. So she says, my ex and I had always been friends. We laughed at the same things, shared a funny bone sense of humor, impressions, utter silliness. We moved by the, we were moved by the same qualities in music, beautiful chords, innovation, harmonies, Peter Gabriel, Chopin, Sigaros. Though I listened for pleasure, and he, he was studying for an exam. We loved walking to and from Osteria Basilico, through the park for pizza, especially on those British summer nights when the sun doesn't ever seem to set. We loved road trips to the new forest or to the seaside, but most of all, we loved our children. We were close, though we had never fully settled into being a couple. We just didn't quite fit together. There was always a bit of unease and unrest. Isn't that interesting? <sighs> Yeah. I think that wow. like for me, I mean, they were together for I think 16 years. Yeah. So the idea that they never really fit together. I mean, Chris Martin is really interesting. I think it's so interesting. And I also think that it's such a, a brave thing for her to acknowledge that it's not like they had this like, I mean, I'm sure they had like a deep soul connection to some degree, but like to just say like, we just never actually fit it. Like, I think it's like, incredibly like huge to admit and very real for a lot of people but I I guess I wonder why did you get married to him then if you didn't fit together especially so being one of Paltrow you could have any guy you well, ever I, wanted I think it's so much more complicated than that I think it's like there's a life that I want to have and maybe we don't fit together perfectly but you provide me with the life not even provide me but like you and I will have a life that I want to have yeah, it's an, obviously maybe it was a little bit of the mu- musician thing. Like she, okay. he was the top rock star basically of oh, that yeah. time. And so maybe it was a little bit of that kind of infatuation. Ugh, wow. This is, it's pretty chilling. It's chilling. I think one of the interesting things about looking at her relationship with Chris and now her relationship uh, with, with Brad. Brad is that look at the way that there were basically no paparazzi photos ever of her and Chris together. They were barely ever seen together. Really? Chris never wanted. Yeah. This, that was a big thing is Chris never liked to walk in public with Gwyneth, like even down the street, he would always like, he never wanted to really be seen together. And there was always this, some, some weird uncomfortability between the two of them that I think is even in hindsight, really apparent and palpable and you look at the way her and brad falchuk just really click and are so totally incredibly just um, magnetic with each other and love each other so much and are obviously so comfortable around each other Mm -hmm. and i think that i wonder yeah i wonder what dynamics were at play there and i was thinking about this today as i was looking out at the sea thinking about gwyneth paltrow i was thinking I wonder if she was so stunning and just had the world at her feet so much that there was a part of her that wasn't ever uh, really had to be vulnerable 
And because she never really had to be that vulnerable, mm-hmm. there was a part of her that was not really able to be known. Just follow me here. I'm, I'm here with I'm here with you. And entering the relationship with Brad, where she's had a failed marriage and she's not necessarily in the prime of her life anymore. Mm-hmm. And I think that there's definitely she, I, there's a really interesting interview she gave in the Goop magazine with Brad talking about their marriage, and she basically mm-hmm. just talks about how he demanded a level of intimacy and vulnerability that she never been used to offering and she articulates it explicitly she says I never I just was never comfortable and I never would be that vulnerable with someone but he makes me show up completely and fully and calls me out on it when I don't I did read this yes 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 and so I just wonder I wonder if there was a weird dynamic between them where it was like I'm a perfect movie star and you're Mm -hmm. a world-renowned musician and maybe on some level because we are like gods we're totally. immortal mm-hmm. we don't have to no. do anything any true emotional work we don't have don't to rely know. on each other in that like deep of a capacity yeah this is all total conjecture and it's probably yeah. totally wrong but it's fun to think about i didn't know that i didn't know that chris martin didn't really want to be seen with her like it was like, like an, i don't think it was an embarrassment thing but it was definitely something weird there and then i remember after so she i know that she broke up with him and and I know that pretty quickly thereafter, he started dating someone, some kind of like... Was it C-lister. Jennifer Lawrence? No, he started dating someone else, someone super random. Okay. If you Google Chris Martin dancing in the street, there was some girl he dated right when they got divorced. And it was like a like an F... I think it was a little bit of a... Not an F you to her, but... Yeah. It was like a, oh, I've moved on. I'm like with someone else type of deal. And I'm willing to be... Paul oh, her yes. that I never was with you. Really? Annabelle Wallace. Annabelle Wallace, that's right. What? I know. This Maybe is like, I've been reading Celebrity Gossip. Gossip for so long. There's just so many like files in the back of my mind. Seriously. But do you think Chris Martin is attractive? Do I think Chris Martin is attractive? I think he, like the combination of obviously his mu- musicality yeah, yeah, I do. But if I saw him and didn't know him, I wouldn't be like, oh my gosh, I have to him. hook up with him or whatever. Right, right. Man. Not that I, what do you think? Yeah. I think he's really cute. And I like like his facial hair and his like skinny English boy look. Yeah, wow, I mean, he's that, definitely a cute guy. That essay though, I'm sorry, I'm like taking it like I, I know, are you pissed that you haven't read it yet? Are I'm you like, like dying for this podcast to be over yes, so you can go read it? Literally. Pays to read the show notes, baby. Oh, man. Should we move on to some Bravo? Let's move on to Bravo. I'm going to be honest. I thought Real Housewives of Beverly Hills was fine. It was good. It was fun to see the fashions. But I was not blown over by any sort of the drama. It seemed like more of a – it was a rehashing. Denise dug her heels in. I think whenever they have these big, like, climactic episodes within the season, like, we're going to have a, probably the next two or three episodes are just going to be, like, rehashing this. Them just a postmortem completely yeah. because I think this is like the penultimate moment of the season. I don't even know what the point is of like continuing on until the reunion. Have you heard the rumors from that Kyle, the reason why she's been in such a bad mood this whole season is because of she hates her bangs. No, I haven't seen that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Heather McDonald was saying that, yeah, I think it was her that she's basically been in a bad mood and grumpy and been like 
fighting with all the women because she's just subliminally upset that she has bangs. I mean, if there's one reason to be in a bad mood, that's it. I mean, I honestly fully validate her and those feelings and give her a a complete free pass. Although I will say, I think her bangs are cute. They are cute. But you and I both know what it's like to get our hair done and not love it. This, This has never happened with our darling Caprice, but it's happened to us many a time as people who have dyed their hair since basically they were 11. Absolutely. Absolutely. It can really throw you off and it can throw you off for a whole season potentially. Did I tell you what I, this is a small sidebar. Did I tell you what I plan and plan planning on doing on my birthday? The only plans I have on my birthday. What are they? I don't have any other plans other than I'm getting my hair done. I'm getting a partial weave. I mean, that's great. I think you get a little bit older and you just realize what's going to bring you true joy and happiness on a day that I can just be completely selfish getting my hair done that's the only thing I want and cash that and cash absolutely life's simple pleasures truly simple pleasures Um, unlike when you're younger and you just you really enjoy life's more complicated pleasures (laughs) we all Uh, we all know what that's like we really do yeah yeah, I get it. I get it. When you're young, it's all Sudoku puzzles and, you know, crosswords. But then you get you get older and it's, let's just throw some cash at this chick. <laughs> I just want, like, services on my birthday. Like, massage, hair done, nails done. That's just, like, actually what I'm interested in doing. The old, wanna, you go I, ahead. I don't want to do a hike. I don't want to do some sort of strenuous game, play, game playing. You don't want to find yourself. I just want to be like treated very well all day by other people. Once again, cash plug, birthday's happening in two weeks. Uh, What's your, let's do the actual plug. What's your Venmo name? Venmo name is Chandler hyphen blood. So, okay. You heard it here. You heard it here. You heard it here. We want to talk at all about New York. I feel like I watched it so long ago. They went to Mexico. Oh, yes gets into it actually Ramona tells Dorinda that she needs to go to AA and then Dorinda is talking to Luann about it and she's like unleashes on Luann and Leah antagonizes Ramona that's okay so it I'm glad that Ramona and Leah made up although it's obvious from their state of communications today that they stop that that things go downhill again definitely I think that it's so funny that Sonia really is like I always feel like she's just such a pleasant drunk like she's just so funny to watch she never goes crazy never mean or volatile no like her drinking is just she just becomes more funny or she Mm -hmm. just passes out which I thoroughly love but I will say the Dorinda with Luann thing was ridiculous the way that she got so mad at Luann and Luann was like playing it so cool and so chill Luann was a class act. A class act. And Dorinda was just losing her mind. Dorinda has seriously like so many issues with alcohol. So, many issues. so bad. I think also Dorinda is the type of friend where they, you truly have to be a yes man to a friend like Dorinda. You cannot tell her that she's wrong ever. I think it's when, I think it's when she's drunk that she cannot handle any sort of dissent. I don't, I, honestly, I feel like even in person, like yeah, I'm sorry, right. even when she's completely sober, like Nobody has ever been able to successfully say, Dorinda, you messed up. Yeah. And even like Ramona, who's like totally nuts. And I'd much rather spend an evening with Dorinda than with Ramona. But Ramona, like when Leah and her were chatting, like 
Ramona owned it and she was like apologetic. That's the thing. Dorinda, you're right. Dorinda, I think is if you're, you're hundred percent spot on. And that's the reason why even after the terrible night in the Berkshires, the girls woke up and they just weren't even going to give no. Dorinda any crap. They weren't going to confront her about anything because they just knew it was a losing battle. But then it's, then again, it's, I would still rather be friends with Dorinda. Yeah. Because there's, when Dorinda is a good time, I feel like she's a good time. She's a and great Ramona, time. when she's a good time, she's just like self-promoting. Well, and I feel like when you have Dorinda in your corner, like it's incredible. I would rather have her gassing me up than Ramona. Yeah, because I don't think Ramona really truly gasses anyone up oh, other than herself. No. So I uh, agreed with you there. Um, should we read some reviews? Let's read some reviews. Okay. Do you want to read the first one? BK, BK? I would love to do this. Yes. Okay. Uh, BBK, I don't know who this is, but I love it already. I listen to way too many serious podcasts, and these girls are just a treat my earbuds need, are just the treat my earbuds need. Great banter and random girl talk get me through a workout, cleaning the house, or yet another stroll around the block with my kids. I've listened to a few reviews of Taylor Swift's new album, and this one was by far the most entertaining and spot on. Also, their story of their mom going to get dye lemonade was too good. Ugh. Thank you, BK, BK. Oh my gosh. I that honestly is the highest compliment ever because the Swifties are hard at work. And if we can even touch what they do, I will die happily. I think that as we were contemplating quitting the pod at the beginning of this episode. Mm-hmm. So this just gives us the courage encouragement we need to keep it going. We'll to keep, keep going. the entertainment coming to the people. At least another week. At least, yes. Thank you. That it's seriously is so sweet. So sweet. And I appreciate the fact that she appreciated my very candid and your very candid review of Taylor Swift's album. Yes. Because I felt like we definitely went out on a limb there. So I think I she BK has shown us that honesty is the best policy. Yep. Absolutely. Okay, next review. Lauren. Oh my gosh, Lauren is hilarious. Dev MT. This is the most delightful mm-hmm. podcast. Lauren is just absolutely the wittiest, funniest, most darling host. Wow. Lauren's voice in my ear every Wednesday is a gift from God above. Love. What? Wow. Um, I'm sorry. I'm annoyed. What? <laughs> Lauren? As in Lauren. Lauren, is, this is the most delightful podcast. Lauren is just, wow. It's you, She says Lauren three times. Deb, thank you so much. This is so nice. I don't know who you are. Um, but this is honestly so sweet, and thank you. I know exactly who this is, Deb. I'm offended. Wait, Chandler, I wrote this pot. I wrote this review from Deb's phone at the office. <laughs> <laughs> I just literally spiraled for a minute, thinking like, "Wow, Deb actually never liked me. She always thought I was second rate to you." And this just oh proves my it. gosh. I I wrote it and I was like, it's gonna be so funny. We're gonna read this as we're recording and oh. we're just gonna like listen to her voice fall and like it is hilarious and also <laughs> title too. Like it's just it's the knife just cut so deep. Just nothing about you, no acknowledgement. <laughs> yeah, this is officially a fake review. I don't think she's ever listened to our podcast. I was just walking by uh, her the other day and I was like hey can I grab your phone and I took her phone and didn't even tell her what I was gonna do and I went and left us a review oh my gosh you didn't even tell her no you have to tell her now that no, I, I told am, her I told her after and I was like you're gonna die this is so funny Chandler's oh gonna like oh my gosh oh I was like well, I mean she got me a going away gift to San Francisco and everything but clearly she doesn't care she doesn't actually like me 
it didn't work out so well because I didn't realize as I was posting it that I was going to come up with her name. And so I thought this was just going to be a random. So it was truly going to be anonymous and I would fully oh, trick you. But oh, you should have made me read it so that it would be like extra sad. Well, I, I thought that I was going to read it because when I read it, then you give the first comment. So I was looking for that. Yeah, you didn't think this one through. <laughs> Okay, how many seconds were you fundamentally tricked? I, the minute that I saw a review page, I just saw the title, Lauren is Hilarious. And like, <laughs> like, I literally had the wah, wah. <laughs> and then I was like, as I was reading the page, I'm like, it's okay, don't be sad. Don't be sad. <laughs> oh my God. I'm sorry, it's so mean. Do you guys see uh, what I've had to endure my entire life? Look, listen to what I put the listeners through, like listening to a fake review. Gosh. Wow. I, that's also funny because you've been like all episode, you're like, oh, and we got to do reviews. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've been looking forward to this moment all week. You've really been pushing it. Okay. I have no faith that we're going to have reviews for next week. We literally only have three or four listeners anyway. No. And we had one new review this week. If you have a second, we would love a review. We'd love a real Please. review from Don't someone. mention Chandler in it. <laughs> We'd love a real review uh, done honestly and above board. Or we will stoop to levels of just stealing phones and writing reviews ourselves. Yeah. It's no big deal. If we must. It's okay. a risk we're going to take in the time of COVID. In this perilous time. Chan, it's been a pleasure. A pleasure. Truly. So great. Love you. It's Love truly you. so great. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye. That's all for now, folks. Don't forget, give us a five-star review. Hit us up on Instagram at Apologists, and we will see you next week, live every Wednesday. Do you ever worry about running out of interesting things to say to friends when you actually get to see them? Then we've got the perfect podcast for you. I'm Eve Yohalem, and each week on Book Dreams, my co-host Julie Sternberg and I use books to explore fascinating questions, like what happened when a Harvard professor staked her reputation on an alleged gospel of Jesus' wife that turned out to be fake? And how did debut author Tom Lynn save the American Western by blowing it to bits? Are pigeons rats with wings or wonder birds? And what's the who, what, when, where, how, and especially why of books bound in human skin? Recent and upcoming Book Dreams highlights include conversations with Booker Prize-winning author Marlon James, Pulitzer Prize-winning journalist Catherine Schultz, and Merlin scholar Dr. Laura Campbell. You can listen to Book Dreams wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everyone. I'm Emily Beerley. And I'm Jennifer Chaikin. And we're licensed marriage and family therapists, owners of The Therapy Group, and hosts of The Shrink Chicks Podcast. Every week, we bring you a new episode where we dive into therapeutic topics like inner child work, dating anxiety, family dynamics, relationships, and burnout, making them more relatable and understandable, leaving the psycho babble behind. We address the things you've been dying to ask your therapist but don't know how and work to help you stop shooting all over yourself with the expectations society can put on us. Tune in every Monday to Shrink Chicks on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Be sure to follow along and subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Prepare to learn all about you because in order to grow yourself, you gotta know yourself. Hey.